welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and today on the podcast, we are kicking off our series, sharing all of our episodes, or should I say all of our conversations, uh, from Seek the Joy Summit that went live in April 2021. And today, I am so excited to share with you our first session from our summit. It was with Aiden Chase, acclaimed third-generation healer and intuitive. And this session, this conversation was all about mindfulness and its connection to joy. As Aiden shares, and you'll hear it throughout this conversation, this connection between mindfulness and joy really begins with aiming towards our joy, but really having the courage to do so and allowing ourselves to follow the breadcrumbs of what lights us up and what brings us joy and what makes us feel alive and feel really the most like ourselves. When I decided to host the summit and plan for it and create it and produce it and all the things, I can't even begin to tell you just how big of a step outside of my comfort zone this whole thing was. And you're actually going to hear my full introduction to the summit at the top of the episode. Because for me, I had never done something like this before. I had never spoken live in front of hundreds of people. Um, So this was an incredible experience. I'm so thrilled to share with you these sessions and kicking this one off with Aiden just was perfect, perfect timing. Now more than ever, I just think it's so important that we have reliable resources that we can turn to. And that's where today's sponsor, BetterHelp, comes in. So I would love to share with you a little bit more about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And it's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you've matched with is a good fit. And no matter where you're listening to Seek the Joy podcast right now, you can also use BetterHelp because the service is available for people worldwide too. I just think it's so valuable to talk to someone about what it is that you're going through, whether that's anxiety, depression, grief, loss, changes at work, or friendship dynamics or relationships, or you want to talk about the challenges of the last couple of years. And BetterHelp offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network. So you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too, which I still think is a game changer. I really want you to live a happier, more joyful, and just ease-filled life. That's why I share these conversations with you. And so I'm just excited to share that as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seekthejoy. Join over 1 million people and counting taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash seek the joy. The link will also be included in our show notes. I'm just so excited and so happy that I get to share with you all of our incredible sessions from Seek the Joy Summit that went live last April, April 2021. And Aiden just was the perfect person for me to kick off the summit with. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while or you're brand new, Aiden has been someone who has been so instrumental in my own healing journey, in my own personal journey, in the journey of this podcast. And 
you'll hear him talk about so many great things. There's so many amazing nuggets and pieces of wisdom throughout this conversation. We also talk about how healing can be so subtle and gentle. And I think that's a reminder that we really need right now in this moment. Also just how we can transform our lives by staying in the love and staying in the joy and how we can begin to plant seeds of joy for ourselves. And I think the timing of that is perfect too with the summer here and on the horizon. So as always, I cannot wait to hear what you think about this one. Make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. Uh, whether you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a five-star rating and review. It really helps the podcast. It really helps the show get seen by new people. And as you know, I do this thing completely, completely, by myself. And so it's always so much fun for me to read your thoughts and the reviews of the podcast. And it all just means so much to me. So, all right, that's it. So without further ado, let's dive into this one. It is our first session from Seek the Joy Summit, a conversation on mindfulness and joy with Aiden Chase. Good morning. I am so happy that you're all here joining us for our first ever Seek the Joy Summit. If you haven't already, please say hello in the chat and where you are tuning in from. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Sydney Weiss and I am the host and producer behind Seek the Joy podcast and Stories of Inspiring Joy. Over the last year, we have really had to redefine connection and how we connect to one another. And the conversations on Seek the Joy podcast have been the through line that have kept me afloat during an incredibly challenging year. And so it felt like a no-brainer to host our very first Seek the Joy Summit this year. And so I'm so grateful to all of you that are here that are attending and who will be watching again later on, as well as our incredible speakers and summit supporters who honestly this couldn't be possible without them. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So I have a couple of announcements before we get going with our first session. First, please say hi in the chat. Please use the chat throughout the day. There is closed captioning. So you should be able to see right now, me talk, like the words coming up as I'm talking. If not, there is a button at the bottom of your screen to enable closed captioning. Uh, this morning, we're gonna have our opening session and our first panel, and then a 10 minute break and then followed by our journaling session. This afternoon, we'll have our second panel and our closing session. The winners of the giveaway, which like I said, wouldn't have been possible without our summit supporters, will be announced later this evening. And then that's also when I'm gonna be sending out the contact info for our speakers, as well as some special offerings that are really exclusive to Seek the Joy Summit. So if you don't get that email from me, make sure to check your spam or send me an email and I'll make sure, I'll make sure you get it. So last couple of things to share, make sure to grab a pen or a paper or your favorite journal. Um, I have a feeling some major wisdom is gonna be dropped this morning. So please, please, please grab something to write with. Make sure you stay, stay tuned in until the very end of the summit. And if you have any questions for our speakers as we get going, either for our speakers or for me, make sure to drop them in the Q&A section. Um, you'll see that also at the bottom of your screen throughout the day. So please feel free to use the chat to share your thoughts, where you're from, any insights, light bulb moments, just things you wanna share, and then the Q&A feature for our questions. All right, I think we are ready 
to get started. Hello to everybody who is in the chat right now. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's get started with our first session of the day. It is a conversation on mindfulness and joy. And I'm gonna bring Aiden Chase on right now as we speak. Aiden is a third generation intuitive and healer. Hi, Aiden. Hi. He is somebody who has been in my life for Aiden, I think it's what, been seven years? I think so, yeah. I think it's been seven years. And so Aiden, when you joined me on the podcast back in 2019, wow, it feels like it was just yesterday. We had a really powerful conversation, I think, about the connection between mindfulness and joy. And this idea of how joy, when we aim for it, it really transforms everything. Mm -hmm. So I want to start off by talking about this concept of aiming for joy. What does Mm -hmm. it mean? What does it look like? How can we start doing it? Exactly. I think we have to set intentions for everything. I think it can be intentions are everything. You know, quantum Mm -hmm. physics says where basically where intention goes, energy flows. And we can start our day negative. We can start our day positive. We can start our day in joy, which I think is another step above positive. So I think aiming is everything in literally anything. I mean, we can show up to a meeting tired or we can show up to a meeting even if we have to fake it in a space of joy and it can literally transform everything. And it's not just that it feels good. It's not just that it's like it literally, there's an energy of flow that happens to make greater success in everything. It could be as simple as speaking or feeling in a more joyful way helps your relationships or it helps at work or it helps at the grocery store, helps in traffic, literally aiming for joy. Even if we feel like we can't get there, if we're down in the dumps or angry or frustrated, even if we aim in that direction, it literally can transform anything. Mm -hmm. I feel like it starts too with aiming for what you love. And yes. what lights you up and what excites you um, and makes you feel the most like you. So even if you're having a day where it's not the best, but if you can think about something that you really love, whether it's taking a walk or calling a friend, just aiming for that thing that you know that you really enjoy, mm-hmm. I think it can help transform the space that you're in and help you move towards that joy too. Well, I think it's following joy breadcrumbs is how I like to call it. It's like, you know, follow the Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs to something, right? And if your preference, I think is everything, what you like or what you enjoy or you're drawn to is your soul guiding you. And, you know, some people say, oh, I have to be a lawyer. I have to be a doctor. I have to be successful or I have to be whatever. But is it the breadcrumbs that's following their preferences? Because I say, if someone, I say, okay, if I handed you a billion dollars right now, where in the world would you live? Mm -hmm. And usually people have an, a very different answer than where they live most of the time. It's not that where we live isn't right, but if you have the freedom of everything, usually that's our preference. So if I said to you, Sydney, where would you live right now? You might say somewhere else. And that's the little breadcrumb to follow. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm very attracted to lots of different places around the world. And it doesn't mean I necessarily have to live there, but I follow those breadcrumbs. You know, right now, I've having been in this quarantine time for the year and I'm watching lots of YouTube videos. And I kind of fell into this kind of cool rabbit hole of these chateau shows. And there's these chateaus in France and people are fixing them up. And I look at it and I go, okay, I'm going to follow my own kind of protocols and say, there's something here. It's a little breadcrumb to follow. And it's not saying I have to move to France and buy a chateau, 
I could, but it's following those little breadcrumbs. And then I'm starting watching other videos on France and like, how does it work? And all those things. And it brings joy. It brings enthusiasm, brings excitement. So I say, follow those little breadcrumbs of preferences. If you love Japanese food, well, maybe there's something there mm -hmm. and it's to follow those. And I think that's the key to everything. And in this new world of everything, it's, you know, we, we're rebooting everything in our lives. And a lot of people are doing that. So what preferences have you not been following and where should you follow those breadcrumbs? Hmm. I think though, it takes a lot of courage sometimes to aim for that joy and to follow yeah. those breadcrumbs because we're human. There's fear, exactly. there's doubt, exactly. there's uncertainty. Can I do this? Will I be able to do it? Will I follow my butt? Will there be something to catch me? And I remember in our conversation, we talked about fear being the final frontier. Yeah. Fear being this last thing that we as a culture or society as humans are really um, faced with moving through. I'm curious, what does that mean, fear as our final frontier? And how can we maybe muster up a little bit of courage to aim for that joy space while we have fear or we have doubt or we're not sure if it's something we can even do? Well, I think it's looking at it as what are we trusting and what are we distrusting? Mm -hmm. You know, usually fear is I'm afraid to do something or be something or go somewhere because of usually something somebody said in the past. You know, maybe it's programmings of society or family or school or whatever it might be that may have in some ways tricked us out of our joy or our preferences that says, well, you can't do that or people don't do that or you're a weirdo if you do that. Mm -hmm. and, and in some ways right now, I think it's kind of letting your freak flag fly. It's like, you know, the world is so shifted is follow and trust mm -hmm. again, that if it excites you or it brings you happiness or joy, or you're just, you know, like, wow, that feels so exciting. Then we need to listen to it. And sometimes it's just jumping. You know, you, most of the time people are afraid to jump into that lake because they're afraid the water is going to be ice cold. And most of the time it's just right. And it's just our fears that limiting us. So the final frontier is fear. You know, we've gone to the moon, gone to the depths of the ocean. We're going to Mars. Now we've done all these things. We have all these amazing technological things. Like we are talking today all over the world with each other. Yeah. And there's this great, great connection. So it's really about going for it. And yes, sometimes we're afraid, but sometimes diving in is the key. And most of the time people don't drown. Most of the time, if it's following the preferences, if it's following what feels right to you, it usually works out beautifully. And we find ourselves going, I don't have anything to be afraid of it at all. Yeah, I think that's so interesting because part of that element of trust means we have to develop and tune into our own intuitive space. Exactly. It means we have to tune into our own well-being. And I feel like that's that process of tuning into your intuition, allowing it to speak to you and guide you is such a key component of developing this connection between mindfulness and joy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to share your thoughts on intuition. What is mm -hmm. it? How, and even if you have some thoughts on, you know, anyone that's tuning in, how can we start to tap into that more so we can develop that greater sense of trust with ourselves and know that when we do jump in the pool or the lake or dip, dip our toe in, it's not going to be freezing. We're going to be okay. There is a safety net for us. 
Well, I think intuition is really everything. You know, for the last thousands of years, we didn't really have the total space of intuition. And yet, you know, even 100 years ago, 120 years ago, before technologies, before telephones, before you know electricity, people did have to follow that gut instinct. It's like, oh, is there going to be a bear in that cave? Maybe I shouldn't go in there. Mm-hmm. We're so isolated from nature. We're so isolated from a lot of the parts of the world. We, you know, we're in these kind of safe little bubbles. And so our intuition has kind of been shut off and kind of shut off by society, like follow the authority figure, do what they say on the news, or my teacher said, this is how you to do it. And not that that's bad, but our intuition is everything. You know, I talked about preference. I think preference or intuition is our soul speaking. I look at intuition as our inner GPS system, like in our car that says, go left, go right, or run, don't go over there. I think intuition is part animal instinct as like, oh, fear, danger, ooh, feels good. And part is our soul guiding us. It's like little light bulb moments or little sparkle feelings or tingles on the arm that lets us know that we're heading in the right direction or that we're interested in something. So I think intuition is the guiding force of everything. And again, like I said, quantum physics basically says we're in Intention goes, energy flows. So if we're clear on what our intentions are, what do we really want? Even if it feels far-fetched or crazy or a wackadoo, if we just hold that space, whether we write it down or we meditate on it or we tell others, and I think the most ultimate way is to tell everybody you know what you want. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I really want to go to Japan and live there and eat sushi and go to Mount Fuji and sing karaoke. And the more people we share those feelings, those intuitions, those preferences, the more the universe, the more others start help us to make it happen. And then somebody says, you know, my friend just left their house in Tokyo and it's empty for six months. Do you want to go stay there? They need someone to take care of their cat. And then those things just show up. So part of it is a bravery, a bravery to be feel willing, not safe, but willing to let everybody know. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're asking, you're begging, you're pleading. It's just saying, hey, I'm really interested in this. It started in a conversation and it literally can change everything. It's like a fork in the road opens. And then you have the choice with, again, jumping into the lake, going down that path. Yeah, I feel like the moment that you speak your wishes, your dreams, your preferences, um, you're declaring it as real, mm-hmm. both yourself and to others and to anybody that's, you know, listening when you share it. And I'm curious, everyone that's tuning in, if you've had this experience and drop it in the chat, where when you've actually taken that brave, courageous step to share with somebody else what it is that you're excited about, what it is that you're aiming for, we either experience, I think, a sense of relief of, oh, I've told somebody or, oh my God, I just told somebody. And then we put pressure on ourselves or we put this level of stress or expectation on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I remember you and I have talked about this many times that when we're sharing our wishes and our dreams or our preferences and we're tapping into that intuitive space of ours, it's also about allowing yourself to be in the here and now. So experiencing what you're excited about without attachment, without obsessing over it, which I will admit to everybody that's here, (laughs) I think about it and I keep thinking about it and I sit in that space. And so I'm practicing, this is something I really want to do. I'm putting it out there and we kind of let it be and see how it all kind of comes together. So part of it, I think too, is about allowing yourself to remain, you know, in that present moment and you're not seven years in in the future or in the past at the same time. And I think joy, intention, is a choice. Mm. Um, just like guilt is a choice. You know, we can take care of the business of something we did wrong and release that guilt. 
yeah. or sometimes it's a perceived guilt that isn't even real. Mm -hmm. But I think joy is a choice. And I think we have to make that choice every day to get up and say, I'm going to make this a good day. I'm going to play, you know, fun music and dance around the house to start the day. Or there's that amazing technique of jump for joy. You know, I met these scientists years ago that studied how do we get into that space of joy? And they studied, you know, like therapy and drugs and yoga and meditation. How do we get there? And it was a simple act of, you know, remember raise the roof, pumping your hands up and down and getting, jumping up and down and getting excited about something. And that biochemically and energetically kicks into the joy, even if you're having the worst day ever. Mm -hmm. I think another technique to jump into that joy is what I call when in doubt, blow it out. Mm -hmm. So you take that big inhale in and you blow out all the things that are opposite from that joy. And you've literally kickstarted into that space. Yeah, I think it's a choice we have to consciously make, even if we don't want to, even if life is hard. I think joy is a choice, but it's also after a period of time, after choosing it for long enough, it becomes a state of being. Mm -hmm. And I like to, you know, aim for that space of make that joy is a state of being versus a process or something I'm going for. It's just something that I am and that's something i work on in a commitment to stay in that what i call a vibration or that category you know if you say on a scale of one to ten you know ten is the ultimate excitement and one is maybe like total depression darkness you know psycho killer and in the middle is average it's like this five sometimes i think love is this kind of in-between space and love is beautiful but joy is that step above love so if you know, love is five, joy is six. And our culture, especially in America, is aimed for, you know, the romantic comedy movie, or I need to be in a relationship. And that's beautiful and wonderful. But there's a step above that I think that a lot of people forget about. And that's that space of joy. And that's something that we can push ourselves up into. And um, again, it's a choice. Hmm. I want to make sure we touch on this too, because I think especially over the last year in 2020, something that I've been talking a lot about on the podcast and both in my life is this idea that joy can exist at the same time as adversity and struggle mm -hmm. and difficulty. And so it's not about, you know, remaining in the joy and ignoring the reality of life, ignoring the reality of, you know, systemic oppression, racism, anti-Semitism, right. the election we had, you know, the coronavirus, the pandemic. Yeah. It's not about ignoring those things to be in the joy. It's about remaining, I think, rooted and grounded in the reality of what, life on earth is like right now, but making an active choice for yourself that while I stay mindful of that, I'm also mindful of my joy and my preferences and stepping into a good positive space for me. I think they can exist at the same time. In fact, I think they have to. I think exactly. They have to. So because that's life, you know, there's good and bad. It is life. It is absolutely life. And I love that you said too that joy can be a state of being. And it's one that we have to actively choose. And um, for everyone that's tuning in right now, I'll give you a little story. Uh, when Aiden and I first connected, it was in 2014 and I had zero joy. Zero. <laughs> Most serious person you'll probably ever meet. And I still am serious, but I had no joy in my life. And through our work together, I'll never forget the first time Aiden said, you need to seek your joy. What is your joy? Which is really what led me on this joy seeking journey and with the podcast. And I have found that if I can remember for myself uh, what joy feels like, what it looks like, smells like, tastes like on days where I feel 
not so great. I remind myself of those things and allow myself to tap back into it, to try mm-hmm. and get back into that joy space. Because the truth is, is we, we're not going to live there all the time, but if we can aim for it and we can mm-hmm. remind ourselves of what it is and what it feels like, it's a practice of mindfulness that I think will allow us to feel our best, show up every day, even when life is difficult, even when you are faced with challenge or um, a lot of work, whatever you're experiencing, you can still allow yourself, I think, to, to step into that space. Well, I also think two other words that are connected to joy about what you were saying. Yeah. And there's a responsibility to ourselves and others to aim for joy. There's a, a grace of being in joy. There's a grace in being in joy for others. And there's a grace of bringing joy or spreading joy to others. And I think that can be a beautiful catalyst to say, well, if I'm not 100% willing to be joyful in myself, can I bring joy to the world, to others, to being a part of that protest or that cause yeah. or whatever it is and finding that in a space of celebration of participating, aiming towards the joy versus hiding under the covers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Not that we can't have a hiding under the covers day, but we should have less of those and more aiming towards that joy and that celebration of how can we be responsible in participating in the process of being and creating joy for ourselves and others. Mm. I love that you said that because it's important to have both days. It's important yeah. to have both moments. What you just said also reminded me of something that we've spoken about before that we're really here to heal ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully through our own healing, it will inspire another to step into their own healing, their own joy, their own love. And I think it goes back to that word responsibility that you were just speaking of is Mm -hmm. when we start to step into our joy, it brings about this sense of healing, which then can have that catalyst, have that domino effect. But ultimately we're here to to heal ourselves first. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a powerful message. And um, I just feel like we really needed, I needed to say that because that's part of it is that healing, you know, for ourselves. Exactly. Well, you know, there's one virus going on around right now that we all are dealing with, but I think healing is like another good virus. Mm -hmm. It's like when you heal yourself, you heal the world. It's like that drop of water into the ocean ripples to the entire planet. So if we heal ourselves, it's like this wonderful virus that can be caught by others where they get inspired by our healing and they go, look at that. Maybe I can do that too. And I think that's a joy virus. That's a healing virus. And, you know, I would say like, I see lots of people and I might have like a husband and wife and, you know, maybe the husband comes like, oh, my wife has issues. She, I don't know if she'll ever get this. And I'm working on myself. And I said, just go home and sleep in the same bed for a few weeks and then watch how she catches the virus and just pops up. It's like, well, tell me more about what you're doing. Tell me more about that joy. Tell me more about your healing. And then after a while, inevitably, within a couple of months, I'll get a call from the wife saying, I'm liking this. I think I'm interested in this. And so I think joy or healing is like a good positive virus. It spreads and it's catching and people want it because people are tired to be down in the dumps or angry or disappointed or depressed or frustrated or disappointed in the world. And, you know, I think that reverse action, that joy, that healing is the ultimate best, most beautiful, spectacular um, transformation virus possible. Mm -hmm. Healing in that way is very subtle, which I think is what healing is. Healing at its core is very subtle. And when we like we've been saying, when we begin to heal ourselves, it, it can inspire another, has that domino effect just through vibration and through energy. I yes. Heard that story. Yeah. I want to go to a couple of questions we have in the Q&A section. First, uh, Francesca wants to know, what is joy for you, Aiden? Thank you. I think joy is freedom. 
I think it's so fun that I try to build my life that I can make any choice I want. I have the choice to have an appointment with somebody. I have the choice to say, I'm going somewhere else. I have the choice to be free. And not everybody can do that. But, you know, I think the ultimate joy, the ultimate freedom is being able, I get kind of the ultimate wealth in some ways. People are aiming for money. They're aiming for stuff, a lot of people, or they're aiming for a resolution or a healing of something in the past. But my joy right now is to be able to be the full expression of my wishes and dreams in any moment. And I think that that's something I aim for, but that's something I'm living more and more and more. But I do talk about this all day long, and I try to... Um, do as I, you know, do as I say. And, and I think even though in some ways we've been trapped in the house for the some ways, um, I think that I've been building that future, finding the joys, finding the celebrations and the little things, you know, it could be, oh, the computer worked today and finding that celebration versus just moving on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I think really celebrating something or acknowledging those things that are working out are really the gifts that help build or fuel or put in that joy bank account. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. Another question is just coming in from Kim Stanley Howard. Will a transcript be available of this? It is wonderful. Yes. Um, we are going to release the replay of this hopefully tonight or tomorrow morning. And I'm hoping I can just share the transcript as well, but you'll for sure be able to catch the replay. Feel free to drop in any other questions you all have for, for me or for Aiden in our final moments together for this first session. You know, Aiden, I'm, I'm really grateful that you joined me um, for our first ever Seek the Joy Summit. And, and for I'm thrilled. Session. I'm honored. Because I just think that when we can allow ourselves, like we've been saying, to step into this joy space and we're mindful of our joy, it shifts things. It shifts things for us. And it's about planting, I think, too, planting those seeds of joy for ourselves, um, either right now or as we move forward in life. You never know. You could have an idea, brings joy. Three years later, you could turn something into it. You just never know what's going to happen when you, I think, allow yourself to aim and step into that joy space. Exactly. Can I share you my mantra that I use every day for joy? Please. That it took me over a decade to create, editing every word, every position of everything. And I'd love to share it. And then maybe I could repeat it and we could all say it together, silent to to ourselves. So again, a decade in the making. And it's this perfect thing that I've tried to make of this vibration. And so here it goes. I am infinitely happy, healthy, wealthy, loved, respected and protected now and always. I say that every day. If I'm about to do something, like I said it just before, we had this, um, this meeting today, I jumped for joy and I said my mantra. So I step into that vibration and sometimes that mantra is not a magic, but it's a feel that helps keep us in that space of joy or healing or transformation. So I'll say it again and everybody could repeat it. I am infinitely. I am infinitely. Happy. Happy, healthy, healthy, wealthy, wealthy, loved, loved, respected, respected, and protected, and protected now and always, now and always. And then I always take a big deep breath, breathe it in, blow it out, when in doubt, blow out all the negatives. Mm. And I, I think that can really help. I hope that helps a lot of people. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Wendy in the chat is saying great mantra words to wake up to every day. I love this. Oh, Jasmine, this is a great point. If you're watching this on the computer, you can actually access the live transcript. Just click full transcript and you can see all the text. 
I love this. Aiden, any any final words before we go? I can't thank you enough. This was the best way to start off Secret Twist. <laughs> Well, uh, I want to give some reassurance. You know, I'm an intuitive, I'm a psychic, I'm a healer. So here's some psychic intuitive parts. I know that the world is shifting in the most beautiful ways. Mm -hmm. It's been a little rocky or crazy, whatever you want to say, nuts for a while. But I know that we as humans, as a society, not in America, but around the world is transitioning. I really know and I believe in my heart and my guts and a knowingness and a psychicness that we're transforming to something higher vibration, to something lighter, to something holistic, to something sustainable, you know, sustainable for the earth, the planet, sustainable for the care and the respect of others, sustainable for people of all colors, people who are old that need to be more respected, um, people who are young that need to be cared for in different ways. Know that we're transitioning to a new space. And that's the gift of this virus pandemic experience. It shook everything up. It's like bringing all the dark stuff to the surface so it can be cleared. And it is actively being cleared. So I say, don't worry, everybody. It might be a little more roller coaster for a little bit longer, but it's going to get better and better and better. We have divine assistance. This is all in alignment. This is what we all needed to transform. It's been tough, but it is the hard work of being and holding the space, but we need to believe in this new future for it is coming. I believe it, I see it, and I know it, and I hope that's reassuring. Mm. I think it is. If it's reassuring to you, drop in the chat. I feel like that was reassuring for me. I know we're on our way out of this and it feels lighter and brighter. And Aiden, thank you so much for, for joining me on this session. My biggest takeaway has to be when we aim towards the joy and we allow ourselves to step into that space, things shift change so, thank you thank you thank you thank you as always big hugs thank to you. everyone big hug right back to you and um thank you so much we'll, we'll thank see you sydney bye everyone thank bye. you seek the joy podcast is a production of seek the joy media and created produced and hosted by me sydney weiss You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community, join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.